Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. This is me that it's, it really does say something about the importance of motherhood and even grandmotherhood, but you got to be a mother to be a grandmother. So it's uh, Paul's exhortation to young Timothy who had uh, the biggest church in the history of humanity. They said that his church was uh, in the hundreds of thousands. That's what commentators say, uh, probably about a half a million. Uh, they didn't necessarily meet in one auditorium, but they were a, a large congregation. And, and, and Paul exhorts young, young Timothy with these words in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 5. Listen to this. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith. This is Timothy's sincere faith. That means honest uh, a man of integrity, his faith was integral, it was sincere, which first lived, isn't that something, faith can be alive, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Third generation of faith getting passed down. How good is that? That's the foundation that the early church was birthed upon. And I think that uh, it's really important as we celebrate Mother's Day that we think generationally and that we also think about sincerity of faith, that faith has to be honest. It doesn't mean that it's perfect. Uh, all of us uh, hopefully will become, or we already are, people of faith, but we, we, we need to have integrity with that, that we're not perfect, none of us, I'm a work in progress, so are you. Uh, but, but our faith is working even when we don't think that we are or that we're measuring up. And that generational thing is the mission of City Church. Our, our mission here is raising generations, reaching nations. We are reaching nations. We've got so many nations of the world represented in our congregation. But it's a generational thing. Faith is generational. And I want to introduce to you this morning someone who uh, has been in the ministry uh, over 40 years, she's been married to a wonderful man of God who you've heard many times here, Pastor uh, Brian Clothier, and, and they've been married over 50 years. I think it's like 53. Uh, they, uh, this woman has, and her husband, uh, they, they've got two children. They've got five grandchildren, I believe it is, and uh, sorry, nine grandchildren and, and five great-grandchildren. And uh, a real woman of faith that's got something deep to share with us that has passed on that faith. So I want you to give it up for the beautiful Pearl Clothier. Come and bless us. Thanks, Pearl. Thank you, Pearl. Good morning, everybody. Where are you? <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Yes, it's been said again. <clears throat> um, I wonder what sort of things, if your mother taught you the kind of things that I've heard here. I've got in front of me, don't, can I do a Joel Osteen for a minute? Yes. <laughs> things my mother taught me, but when I looked at this, I think it's the old, old world sort of stuff the stuff that I, I got told. But I'm not sure if you young mothers say this these days. My mother taught me to appreciate a job well done. If you're going to kill each other, do it outside. I just finished cleaning. 
My mother taught me religion. You better pray that will come out of the carpet. <laughs> My mother taught me about time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. <laughs> Did any of your mothers say that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We My mother taught me logic. Because I said so, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> My mother taught me foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. You heard that one? Yeah. There's a few more. My mother taught me about stamina. You'll sit there until all that spinach is gone. <laughs> okay. My mother taught me hypocrisy. Oh, hope she didn't. If I told you once, I've told you a million times. Don't exaggerate. <laughs> My mother taught me the circle of life. I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it. <laughs> My mother taught me all about anticipation. Just wait till we get home. Or just wait till your father gets home. All right. I think you've heard enough. My, my mother taught me humor. When that lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. <laughs> I'll go to the last one. And my favorite, not mine, the person that wrote this. My mother taught me about justice. One day you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear, I'll leave this one. <laughs> okay. Before I start today, I'm going to talk about um, the, handprint of, the handprint of love on our children's lives. <clears throat> but um, for, uh, Pastor's been... I nearly said father. The pastor's been talking about the love of God and how we can love him back. <clears throat> and I just have a little testimony of my own here. Um, there was a time, um, or t uh, 1999 it was, where Brian and I visited, we were in Melbourne on a holiday. And I ended up, I'll just make it short, I, I ended up in a hospital where I stayed for six weeks. There was a, a a bug that attacked my lungs, and they just couldn't get to the bottom of it. Midway through this, I had been in this ward, and there were people dying, and it just got to me. Um, and I just got really depressed. I wasn't reading the word. I wasn't doing anything that I should be doing to lift myself up. <clears throat> and uh, Brian must have brought in, I think it was he brought me those uh, a, a tape, you know those tapes we used to have in the olden days? <laughs> and um, it was um, a pastor from America, and um, he was preaching, and um, I was half listening, but then he said these words from 1 John 4.10. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but he, that he loved us 
and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And that little sentence, that little scripture just jumped into my heart as I realized God's love for me. You know, prior to that I was thinking, I remember talking to Brian and saying, what have we done wrong? Where have we sinned? What is it? Why is this happening to, to us, to me? And this just took all that out. And you know what I thought? If I die, I'm a winner. Yeah. If I get healed, I'm a winner. So it just changed something in me. <clears throat> and I hope that some little word that is said here today could change something in you. That you see how much God, that's so important, when you know how much God loves us. Okay? All right. Now back to the handprint of love. Has anyone here been to the Hollywood Boulevard in California? Yeah, can't see you, so. <laughs> if you have, you've probably <clears throat> strolled down the sidewalk where they have all the handprints of the stars. When people have made the big time, they are given opportunity to place their handprints on a slab of cement. And all the famous names are there. I've got some really old-fashioned names here. John Wayne, anyone know John Wayne? <laughs> Tom Cruise, we all know. Marilyn Monroe, anyone know Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> okay, Nicole Kidman, all those names are there. It's something to see the indelible prints they have made in that cement. Mums, grandmas, on this Mother's Day, I have got great news for you. You have made it. That's right, just as they made it. You've made it. You've hit the big time. You are someone special. And you have been given the opportunity to place your handprints on something that is far more valuable than a slab of cement. You have been given the opportunity to place your handprint of love on the lives of your children. Amen? Yeah. If you haven't noticed lately, the world seems to be in a mess. So many things are being told to us, what they're doing to our children, and, and the abuse, you know, out of, is out of control. The things that are, they're gonna teach, trying to teach our children. The world and all it has to offer is mesmerizing the minds of children. But what do we do about it? Do we pretend it's not there? Do we throw our hands up in despair? Do we put our heads in the sand of denial? What do we do about it? I'll tell you what we can do. God has given us, ladies, fathers, all of us, God has given us a mandate. <clears throat> a mandate to make a difference in the lives of our children by placing upon them the handprint of love. I believe that each one of us as parents would love to see the handprint that we place on our children. 
I think it, really, it, it begins in the delivery room. Remember when your babies were born, you have a look at them, and you think, oh, there, if it's Pastor Ed's child. Oh, look at Gail's tiny little fingers, just like Gail. Oh, look at Pastor's ears, just like his ears. Oh, if we're Brian, oh, he's got no hair. <laughs> But I do remember what Brian said to me because my daughter was born first. And, um, but when our son was born, he said, um, oh, he, I think he looks a bit like me. He's my complexion. <laughs> so we, 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 yeah, we looked at that sort of things in South Africa. And um, yeah, so that's what we do, or we did when we saw our children in the cradle. And our parents didn't have the opportunity to sit down and look at family albums and say, I'd like him to have his nose, I'd like him to have his hair, I'd like him to have... Our parents, did, parents didn't have that. They didn't have a choice over that particular deposit into our lives. But what they did have is a choice over the spiritual an emotional handprint that they placed in our hearts. I work in the area of aged care and uh, have opportunity to um, massage hands. And I was looking at the different hands. Some of them are soft, some of them are calloused, and some of them have those bent fingers from arthritis or what it is. And I thought to myself, the softness could represent the tender touch of a mum to nurture, to teach, to love and caress. The calloused hands could represent all the hard work that goes into rearing your children, cooking, cleaning, washing, ironing, taking care of their needs and sometimes even contributing to the family budget. And finally, the bent fingers maybe could represent the mistakes made by imperfect people. Christian or not, we all have some imperfections. Ask my children. <laughs> Those imperfections in our parents could teach about forgiveness and grace. I'm sure my children have had to forgive me a lot. I remember when I used to make big issues about the hair, about things that didn't really matter. My son ended up growing. I wanted to give Gavin a picture of this, but I chickened out. He, used to, he had this big afro, and it drove me insane. I thought, what's happening to this beautiful child? <laughs> and, uh, but that's like sweating the small stuff, you know? He didn't do any of the other things. My daughter, she loved her makeup. And she, I thought she's just starting much too soon for makeup. I wasn't ready for makeup. So I bought, I ended up buying her the whole thing from, I've even forgot the people's name. She's probably watching and shouting it out to me. The people who 
do makeup. And I got a lady to come in and give her all this makeup and to show her how to apply makeup. I'm not big on makeup, but she is. Okay, so I just wanted her to do it properly because she was using rubbish on her face. Anyway, many of us, as we think of our parents, we are so grateful for their handprint of love on our lives. We need to thank God for that. Yeah. But I do know that some of us grew up under the handprint of hurt. Maybe when you look back, you grew up in a home where the words, I love you, were seldom said. What do you do on this Mother's Day? How do you thank your parents or show appreciation to your mum? Now, the Bible says, Ephesians 6, 1 to 3, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. And the Bible says, honor your father and mother. How, how do you do that? When you feel you have nothing there to honor. It, no escape, but there's no escape clauses in that scripture. There's no fine print. It doesn't sound pretty, much like a command to me. It doesn't matter if we, I shouldn't say, I, hate, I don't think I like to say it doesn't matter. I'm just going to say, if you have had the handprint of love, it doesn't, I'm going to say it doesn't matter, sorry. It doesn't matter if you, if we had the handprint of love placed in our hearts or the handprint of hurt, we are told clearly there by God's word to honor. The Bible says this is the first of the Ten Commandments that ends with the promise. And this is the promise. If you honor your father and mother, you will have a long life full of blessing. Who wants a long life full of blessing? Okay? But I do hear you, the one who hasn't had a good life with mum and dad. <clears throat> you might say to me, you don't know my parents, you don't know the home I was raised in. It doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in. The Bible does command us to honour and show respect. But how do you do it if you grew up in a, the type of home where there was no love, where all there was was hurt? I'm going to give you just a few things you could maybe do. Firstly, thank your mum for bringing you into the world. Amen? If that is the only thing you can thank her for, thank her for that. Just find something to thank that you can say thank you for. That's honouring. Thank her for carrying you around in her womb for nine months. Secondly, Thank your mum and maybe your dad too for provisional blessings. For shelter, if she gave you that, food, clothing, education. Thank them, thank your parents for that. If we thank our parents for that and we thank them for blessing, then we in turn have the opportunity to imprint our children with the handprint 
of love. I have a little testimony here in regards to my mum. She sent me to boarding school when I was four years old. I wasn't able to attend class at the time. However, I was blessed to have my mum's sister there who was six years older than myself. So I'd often just hang out by the window of the classroom looking for my Auntie Jean. My children, when they heard that, they reacted and they couldn't understand how come any mother could do that. I must admit that when I think of that, it can move me emotionally because I know that I couldn't do that to a child of mine. But I just praise the Lord that it didn't turn me into a bitter person. We took her into our home where she lived for an, quite a number of years. In her last days, when I had to place her in a nursing home, <clears throat> I visited there very almost every day to ensure she was taken good care of. But I must admit, mostly out of a guilt complex for actually putting her in the nursing home. <clears throat> was more of a guilt complex than love. Um, however, as she grew more vulnerable in the nursing home and became more dependent on me, she allowed me to love on her. I grew to love her more, and I can truly say I love and miss her today. <clears throat> My children and grandchildren showered love upon her as well. I would like to think that had my attitude been bitter and nasty, that could have perpetuated that seed of bitterness in them as well. And the funny thing is, um, the, the grandchild, the, the youngest grandchild we had at the time, he just loved her and she loved him. It was just something special that God did between those two. So, back to your hand. <laughs> your hand unlocks the key to making a deep impression in the lives of your children. I'm going to talk to you about the handprint of love and how we can apply it in your families. It doesn't matter how old our children are, we can start today. Okay, I'm going to give you some scriptures now. You're probably wondering <laughs> where they are. How to make a handprint of love on the lives of your children. Number one, trust Christ. And Psalm 28.7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. I really need to know it. You know, you can trust God. I've talked about him being, pastors talked about how his love for us. He only wants to do good for us. Yeah. You just need to, we need to know that God is on our side. 
in all circumstances, whether they be good or bad circumstances, whether there's no, you know, there's, there's lack in the home, whether there's whatever in the home, God is there in all circumstances. He is not on your side. This is something I just thought about and I thought, how good. He is not on your side because you are good. He is on your side because he is good. Amen. Okay? So you can trust him. Time. Now, number two. Living daily for God. I was worried that I'm putting the heavy on you. You've got to live daily for God. <laughs> but it's the truth. Okay? Try as best as you can. <laughs> Colossians 2, chapter, uh, verse 6 says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. And verse 7 says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. And then you take those things you were taught that you got, the nourishment you got from drawing from Jesus into your well and you can impart that to your children. Amen? Psalm 46, one says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. And I just want to encourage you once again that God is your biggest supporter, your cheerleader, okay? Yeah, amen. <clears throat> so try and live daily for God. And you can pray as well for God to help you to become that godly mum who could be a role model for your children. I know some of you are. You're doing amazing mums. You are doing amazing, okay? Pray for your children. This is number three. Colossians 4.12 says, always earnestly praying for you, your children, asking God to make you strong and perfect to help you know his will in everything you do. That's a lovely prayer for your children. Just pray for them, believing for God to have his will in their lives. Amen. Parents, we need to pray for our children to come into a personal relationship with God. Pray, pray, and pray again. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. It's going to happen one day. Amen? Keep praying. Ron Peril, you don't mind. I haven't even asked you. He's here after 27 years of prayer. Suki and her mum prayed. Amen? Amen? And, yeah, praise the Lord. He, he used to come to church now and again and got probably nothing much out of it. I don't know, Ron, I'm speaking on your behalf, but one day, <laughs> one day he came and the, I'm not quite sure he was too much in love with the person at the, you know, <laughs> who was actually preaching. 
But hey, God spoke to Ron that day and he put his hand up and that there he is today. Okay? So after 27 years of praying, my mother-in-law prayed. She prayed and prayed and prayed. And here's Brian today, there's Pearl today. Okay? So I can encourage you, pray for your children. Amen. Number four. I'm sure there's something else there. No, let's go. You've got the favor of God upon you. I've got there. Number four, teach your children. We are to teach our children and remind them that God is a good God. I said this, give them a perspective of God that would endear him to them. Okay? Don't make him out to be an angry God and, you know, be that is mad with them. But, yeah, give them the, a good perspective of God. That they know God is good. God is for them. God is with them. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Where are we? That was four. And, of course, I have to say Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7, it says there, commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Okay, the things you learn as you grow in Christ, teach them to your children. Remind them again and again of God's goodness. Okay, thank you, Lord. Number five, is that what we're up to? Affirm your children. <laughs> Give them the thumbs up. Give them an I love you. Give them a hug. I like the word affirm because it has the word firm in it. When we give our children the thumbs up, <laughs> sign, we give them a firm foundation to build on. When we give them encouragement. Too many children have a shaky, movable foundation. Let them know that they are loved. Let them know how very much God loves them. And last of all, cut yourself some slack. <laughs> we are never going to be perfect. I'm far from perfect. Perfect. <clears throat> when I think about my family, I consider some of the silly mistakes I've made as a mother. Then I remember God has got my back. Not only my back, Isaiah 52 verse 12 says, For the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the God of Israel will protect you from behind. He's our rear God and he goes ahead of us. Amen. How blessed are we? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> couldn't help but put this in. God is working when I don't see it or feel it. <laughs> he never stops working. He's got your back. Amen. And I must again mention 1 John 4.10. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice 
to take away our sins. Okay? I think that, how much time do I have? Five minutes, two minutes? I'm finishing. Is that, is that too soon? No. I think the greatest acknowledgement ever given to the handprint of love happened about 2,000 years ago when Jesus was hanging there on the cross praying for, you, praying for your sins and mine. One of the criminals next to him verbally abusing him, he was praying for us. Yet, he took the opportunity, as Pastor said earlier, to find John in the crowd, surrounding the cross. And here is what he said, John, take care of my mother. Take care of my mom. Jesus held his mother in high esteem. We honor you today, moms. Jesus holds you in high esteem. Jesus was showing appreciation maybe for the handprint of love that Mary had placed in his heart. And it doesn't get any better than that. If that doesn't put the office of motherhood way up there, I don't know what does, okay? Obey the stuff, ladies, gentlemen. <laughs> Flesh it out so you can place those indelible impressions on the hearts of your sons and daughters. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.